0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Tea with Tina podcast. Um, For those of you watching, probably on YouTube, you can see my face. This is the first episode that I'm actually recording um, like video, and it's a little bit of messy action. I'm trying a different approach. You know, it's not perfect but we're gonna see how it goes. Uh, this is my office. That creepy thing in the background is not a person. It is my husband's hockey gear. <laughs> he built a little pipe man to store all of the equipment. It's uh, it's pretty legit. At our old house, the way it used to stand in the corner, it really freaked me out. Um, But yeah, he's good now, so don't worry about him. Uh, But we got the mic set up. I have my water. I originally was going to make a smoothie, but I was just so starving when I got home that I just had chicken salad because I needed, like, real food. Do you ever feel like you just need real food and not a drink, right? Like, it's it's just going to go right through you, even though smoothies are amazing. But one day, one day we'll have that smoothie. So that is my beverage of choice. And with it being called the Tea with Tina, you know, um, I always relate that back to beverages. Um, I, cause I'm always drinking like an energy drink, true lemon, coffee, water, whatever. And that's my beverage of choice. So sip on your beverage of choice as we dive in. Um, for those of you, again, who are watching, I have a background and I'm gonna kind of do some visual notes. I feel like this is a very uh, Tina thing. We'll see how this goes but the topic of the podcast is doing the holidays your way. Okay. This topic came up when I was on Facebook and I made a post about Thanksgiving. Um, I said, you know, everybody skips over Thanksgiving. It's so annoying. Um, you know, we gotta give Thanksgiving some love, we always just want to jump straight to Christmas and of course, as always, you know, 90% of it was love and then this random guy just kind of commented on it and is like, I forget exactly what he says, but like, oh, you know, Thanksgiving forces us to sit around on the TV and watch football um, and, you know, worship food, essentially, you know, something along those lines. I forget his exact wording. And I was like, um, okay, that was a little extreme. <laughs> as always right um i was like that sounded a little rude uh for me just you know voicing my opinion and i kind of shot back at him like you know you don't have to experience the holidays you know the stereotypical hallmark card kind of way right um you could just experience holidays the way you want you know it's a guideline right like the stereotypes the guideline there's no right or wrong um and that's that. And it got me to thinking, because I feel like so many people, including myself, stress about the holidays. And, you know, we're always thinking about, like, what presents are we going to buy? What food are we going to cook? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, why do we make it so unnecessarily hard on ourselves? And that's what I'm going to chat about. We're going to chat about, you know, doing the holidays in a way that you enjoy. Something that's going to bring you joy. Starting new traditions and not feeling guilty about finding the old or not feeling guilty about doing, uh, not doing the old traditions rather. And that is going to be the one thing of video is (laughs) I'm not going to be able to edit out this stuff or I'm too lazy to edit it out. So I apologize. You're getting the wrong real Tina. My face is being lit up because I have my notes on my phone so I can type them in for you. So, okay. The first thing we're going to talk about, I'm going to say is severed relationships that's how we're gonna you know talk about it i apologize if i spell something wrong but severed relationships so a big reason that people get upset depressed about the holidays is usually their relationships with their loved ones is not good it might be toxic and let me tell you because i always say this blood isn't love and you know it's up to you with how you want to handle your family for instance My own family, um, we have a good relationship as of now, but I feel like as everybody, when you become a teen, um, and you're ready to move out, tensions get high. Um, we didn't see eye to eye on a lot of big life decisions. And for a long time, I kind of distanced myself from my family. It's gotten to the point where we do still do not see eye to eye on things because my parents are set in their ways. I can't change them. Um, but we're civil and I choose to be civil and have a good time. And if things start to go astray, which they haven't, you know. I'll set my boundaries. That's a healthy, in my opinion, relationship. But some people, their relationships are so bad that they have to completely avoid them altogether. Um, they can cause a lot of depression or maybe you even lost a loved one, which is even more difficult. Um, maybe even you lost them around this time of year and that can be super, super challenging. Okay. So that's kind of what I want to talk about first is whether you have a severed relationship with your family where you can't hang out with them or you feel like you're forced to hang out with them um or you know your loved one's past you do not have to hang out with family during the holidays and i say this with a grain of salt because um some people may genuinely want to be alone on the holidays um and if you're comfortable with that by all means um i would probably recommend hanging out with maybe friends or acquaintances that you're really close with, doing like a friendsgiving, a friend Christmas, if you can't tolerate your family. Um, because sometimes if we're alone and it can be triggering, it may bring worse feelings, okay? and You know, I'm not a psychologist, so <laughs> I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. I'm just, I'm spewing thoughts, I guess, to get your brain going and think about possibilities for you. That's kind of the goal of this. Um, but also think about if you do do things by yourself or with friends, what's maybe an activity that you can go out and do something like Gaming. I love gaming. It's kind of been a thing with me and my brother. We're kind of like antisocial when it comes to holidays We'll come in, you know, we'll say hi We're not one for the small talk. We'll eat our food and then we'll just go play games and especially when we were kids, you know, whatever video games we got for Christmas We were playing that all night. I remember my mom would come upstairs and be like, why won't you come down and see everybody? I'm like, I want to play the games. (laughs) Um, So doing that, going for a hike or a walk, weather permitting um, would be a really fun, nice way to enjoy the day. Working out, even a lot of gyms are 24 seven. The one I work out at Anytime Fitness and I work at, it's 24 Um, seven, you can go when staff aren't even there uh even just doing art like just anything anything you don't necessarily even have to treat it like a holiday um if it really truly bothers you that much you can choose to not celebrate it so like there's no shame in that because it's different that's the main thing i want to get across with this okay um another good idea of how to spend the holidays which i'm gonna make it a bullet point is give back Um, And by this, I mean, especially if you're alone or you just maybe have a friend or two and you have no idea what you want to do, but you don't want to cook or whatever, give back, volunteer at like a soup kitchen, Um, go to an animal shelter, do a donation. Um, I know they do Toys for Tots around this time of year so you can give toys to children in need. Um, It's just it's a great time to give back, especially something like an animal shelter. I may be impartial to the animal shelter <laughs> uh, just because I love animals, but, you know, they need people to be there 24-7. That's something that a lot of people don't realize. It's not like you just get to volunteer and you're like, yeah, I get to go in and pet kittens and dogs. That's all uh, great, well, and good. But when everybody wants off on Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever holiday, like someone still has to go in and feed these animals, spend time with these animals. And that would be amazing. And same thing with the soup kitchen. And I'm sure there's other things I can't really think of. Maybe the food bank. Food bank might do the soup kitchen. Uh, but there's a lot of different ways that you can help out and give and kind of still be in the spirit without falling to the typical standards, right? Um, so that is a big one. That is something fun. And that, like, even if you do have a good relationship with your parents or your family or, um, your friends giving back, fantastic. Okay. This one's going to be a big one. We're kind of shifting gears from severed relationships and whatnot. We're going to talk about gift giving stress. Yes. Um, If you're anything like me, let let me tell you about me. I have a perfectionist mindset and I was kind of scarred as a child when I would get gifts that were actually just horrible (laughs) from people and I know the thought counts, but do you know the feeling when you like open a gift and it's like something that you literally don't even want at all? Like it might be like... A freaking dinosaur fossil kit that does sound kind of cool but you know what I'm saying like maybe it's something random and you you want like makeup or something or like a doll and they give you like a dinosaur fossil kit Um, and you try to be happy about it but every ounce of your body is like no I absolutely hate this I've been there or socks or oh my god in school when we did a secret Santa I remember I got so upset because everybody was getting like these amazing gifts it might have been like Mm -hmm. second or third grade um they're getting these toys lisa frank backpacks all this amazing stuff i remember i bought my girl like something super nice like spent a lot of money on it and you know what i got i got a picture frame (laughs) and then you're like oh picture frame that's like a good adult gift right but i was like I literally, like, everybody else in the classroom is playing with their gifts, and I'm like, picture frame, nice, what do I do with this, right? Um, You also may hear my cat meowing in the background, he may make an appearance, he is very needy. Um, I'll try to take care of that. (laughs) I just shut the door. You know, now he's pushing his jingly (laughs) ball. He must really want me, don't worry, he gets plenty of attention, I promise. but yes so the stress of gift giving and my ptsd around getting kind of crappy boring gifts i feel like it brings me so much joy when somebody opens up a gift that they love and is perfect for them because i enjoy getting gifts like that like maybe if i mention one day that i like uh i don't know kirby kirby you know kirby the little pink bubblegum guy that eats everything Um, And then somebody gets me like a little Kirby gift. It could have literally been, excuse me, it could have literally been $2. But the fact that you remember that in a conversation and got it for me, I just, I love gifts like that. So thoughtful. Um, so I really stress out trying to get the perfect gift. Something you're actually going to use, something you're going to cherish. I don't want to just buy you something and be junk. Um, so that's the main part that stresses me out. Um, if I had unlimited money, I'd be getting everybody like amazing stuff. I'd be like, here's your week vacation um, on a cruise ship. Here's your um, gold plated you know, watch, you know, I would just get everybody everything perfect, but then you have to budget. That's a whole nother game. You're trying to give them something perfect and wonderful and not trying to break the bank. Right? Um, so yes, there is some stress around gift giving, but here's the thing too: talk with your family or your friends or whoever you celebrate the holidays with and, and let them know, express your concerns. If you genuinely do not have the money to give, say, Hey, I don't have the money this year. Can we just not exchange gifts? And I bet you they'll probably be happy because they probably don't have the money or they're probably just like, yeah, I don't even know what to get this person. (laughs) So um, express your concerns. Don't feel guilty. Don't feel embarrassed. It's totally normal. I tell that to my parents all the time. I'm just like, can we not exchange gifts? I feel like I buy you a gift card. You buy me a gift card. It's like we're equally exchanging stuff. And it's like, it just feels pointless, but that is a side note. A good gift, um, a good gift it would be a gift card because then they could spend it anywhere. Just make the card really thoughtful, creative, unique, um, handmade, you know, like do something like that. That would be a great gift idea. Um, also something else that you can do would be like white elephant or secret Santa. I've considered doing this with my family, because it's something fun. Um, Secret Santa, you know that. You kind of pick a name out of a hat for everybody, and that's who you buy your gift for, so everybody's buying gifts for different people. Um, So that's kind of fun, because it's like a surprise. The White Elephant, I would say, would probably be the lowest barrier to entry of gift giving, because you purposely have to get like a funny gag gift. So, and you can get them really cheap. You can go like really uh, over the top, but you can also get it cheap. So, you know, White Elephant, great option Uh, think about that okay so some ways to take the pressure off um, saving a little bit of money while you're still having fun but you and even things like white elephant and secret santa you're only buying for one person but everybody gets gifts because the way like one person's buying for someone else so everybody gets hit. You're not buying like for 10 different people. Does that make sense? You know, especially people who have bigger families, like, oh my God, are you have 10, 10 kids you're trying to buy for across like brothers and sisters and their kids. It's like, it's a mess. (laughs) So very stressful time. Um, getting back to the presents though, if you do, you know, buy presents just regularly for people and, oh my God, I didn't even think like, think of teachers. Um, you know, I'm a personal trainer. Sometimes people get gifts from me, depending on how long they've been with me. I don't expect anything, honestly, um, but it's nice when they do. If I have a special relationship, um, you you might get gifts for just you know your hairstylist or something. Like, there's other people outside of your family too that you're thinking, like, should I get a gift for them? I definitely recommend one trying to have some sort of savings account. And I know it's not always doable for everybody. But think like, okay, start a Christmas savings account. Can I put away X amount of dollars each month? Even if you put away $5 a month, that's still an extra 60 bucks. You know, it may not be able to cover your whole gift um, list, but it can get you a head start so you don't have to come up with all that money at the end or throw it on a credit card um, or whatever you gotta do, right? A lot of people use Christmas bonuses um, as a way to give gifts as well. Um, but not everybody gets Christmas bonuses, especially in this day and age with the way that jobs are structured. I don't think I've ever gotten a Christmas bonus ever in my life. (laughs) So yay. Yay for the workforce. Um, but yeah, definitely try doing a savings account if you can and plan just like with a training routine, a fitness routine. Try to plan, you know, have your list. Um, maybe even Excel spreadsheet if you're fancy and, you know, list all your people and go like, okay, this is how much money I have to work with. This is how much each person's getting. And, you know, maybe if it's someone who's not as important, it's going to be a $10 gift because it's like, you know, they're your hairstylist and you see them once, you know, every couple months. If it's someone more important to you, you know, it might be more money. Um, so you can also, um, do it that way you can express to your significant other or whoever be like hey this is our budget you know i'm gonna spend this much on you you're gonna spend this much on me we're not gonna go over that limit um that's another great way to set boundaries and it assures that you're not spending like 20 dollars on a gift and they spent like 150 and they feel cheated um so definitely another important boundary to set but i think once you kind of take the time to budget plan out how much you're going to spend on each person it really allows you to get creative with the money that you have Um, pinterest etsy they have some great options that can give you ideas that maybe you'll be able to make on your own or maybe you know someone you can support a small business to make a gift for you um but all these things it'll prevent you from overspending because it's like you mindlessly go into it and then you look back you're like oh my god i spent like So many thousands of dollars on everybody, and my budget was like a thousand, or my budget was 500. You know, I'm just throwing out numbers. I have no idea what anybody's budget is. Everybody's different. So that's okay. Your budget could be $50, your budget could be $2,000, whatever it is for you. Okay. Um, so yeah, that pretty much covers the budget and the gift giving. The next thing I have is traditions. Okay, so we're going to say creating new traditions and like, I don't know why this is here. I'm just going to put my face if I can. Yes. Okay, we're good because we we don't need that side. Um, But creating new traditions, I encourage you to do that. That's something if you feel, especially like I said, if someone passed away or you have ill feelings, you might be thinking of old family traditions, right? And a good way to start fresh would be to create a new tradition, something with you and other people. I even think of this. I remember when I moved out of my parents' house, um, you know, we had certain things we would do and people that used to visit have passed since then. And it's kind of fun. It's a little scary too. Like when you're you're moving out and you're like, wow, I kind of have this little family. It's me and my husband. And right now I have a cat and a lizard, possibly a child someday, I don't know. Um, but you're creating your own traditions. Like, there's so many times on holidays, like, when, you know, they're like, what are you doing for the holiday? Come and sit around and hang out with us. And we're like, eh, hey, we're, like, just going to go out and hike for a little bit. We'll meet you guys for dinner. Uh, but we're going to go hike. And, like, we created our new thing. And it was special because it was our own kind of tradition. Or, like, you know... um, you might feel the need to carry on a tradition as well you know again because you have that choice um for instance on halloween i um remember coming back from trick-or-treating and a michael myers movie would always be on right um, so that was important to me. That was kind of like a special thing. I didn't necessarily associate it with anybody cause like my dad was asleep on <laughs> like in his recliner cause he was tired, but I remember just coming and I'd see Halloween. I was like, Oh, this is so cool. Cause you see the kids trick or treating and you're like, it's so like Halloweeny. So this year I didn't hand out candy cause nobody comes to our street, but I watched a Halloween movie and that's kind of become a tradition in my own head. Like something that I do kind of like a comfort nostalgia thing. Um, And don't underestimate nostalgia. If it gives you feelings of happiness and is not toxic, by all means, give in to that nostalgia. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Um, But I guess going back to traditions too, you know, a good example would be um, if you watch This Is Us. If anybody has watched This Is Us, um, the dad and their Jack created, they kind of created their own tradition because they were trying to carry on old traditions, but they had like a pilgrim hat around Thanksgiving and they called him Pilgrim Jack and he would like tell stories. And when Jack passed away, it got, um, passed on to Miguel, which is a close family friend that ended up being the Jack's wife's new husband later on in life. You just gotta watch the show, (laughs) but, um, It became Pilgrim Miguel, So they created their own new tradition. And that's kind of what I was getting at too. So, you know, starting a new tradition, that could be a great way to bring joy and new life to the holidays and kind of reset your mind from thinking this is so stressful to, oh, this is something to look forward to because I create a new tradition that I enjoy um, and that my loved ones that I spend it with enjoy. Um, So that could be helpful. And even, you know what, I'm going to bring up one last thing about food and then I'll probably wrap it up. <laughs> um, going back to the traditions, because I had a little note here and I just like skipped over it, is something as new as like a dish. Like I'm going to share a little story. It's super quick. My dad is like lactose intolerant, cannot do cheese, loves cheese, but like we never eat super cheesy dishes. And I freaking love mac and cheese. Never had mac and cheese at Thanksgiving or Christmas, and I never really thought about it because, like, you know, I just went to my own dinners and I was like, oh, well, come to find later out that people eat mac and cheese at these big dinners. I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 we can do that? So I looked up my own recipe that I now use. <laughs> it's kind of like my own new tradition, and I make this amazing bomb mac and cheese with, like, crumbled um, breadcrumbs on top, and it's just amazing. I get the kava tapi noodles, you know, the spiral noodles. Amazing. And you know, just that one little thing and I do homemade cranberries actually. My mom would always get the, get the big cranberry log in like a can and just like pop it out into the, it flops into your dish and it's tasty. But again, something like, I remember one of my clients was like, yeah, I make homemade cranberries. And I was like, what? I'm like, yeah, it's super easy. Like orange juice, sugar, you just like put them in some water and cook them. And I'm like, what? and i freaking love them so that's another thing and i kind of brought that tradition over to my family um sweet potato casserole all that fun stuff so i've added new foods in and that's kind of refreshed my holidays and i've kept some of the old with the new and that's something too you know we we went on both extremes of like You know, maybe you want to completely revamp your holiday and rebel, and that's okay. Maybe you want to pull some traditions from your past. That's okay. And maybe you want to mix and match. That is okay. My main message to you is, again, do the holidays your way. I ultimately don't want you to feel guilt and I don't want you to feel pressured to perform a certain way during holidays. So that's my message to you with the holidays coming up. I'm curious. Feel free to leave a comment below if you're watching on YouTube. You can shoot me a message over on Instagram, whatever. Let me know what your holiday traditions are. What are you planning on doing this year that's maybe a little different? Maybe um, you're feeling like, I don't know, I'm scared. Like, like, what's going to bring you joy? Let me know below. Um, And if you could be so kind, you could leave me a review. Um, For those of you who are listening on iTunes or Spotify, it really just helps this podcast get seen by more people. But other than that, I think I will wrap this up. So I hope you have a great rest of your week, whatever day you are listening, and we will chat soon. Bye now.